Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Kathy Bienvenue who is the owner of Madrona Hill Vineyard, and she's also featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley in Walla Walla, and she is also a fourth-generation Oregonian. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. This is going to be a lot of fun. Your family is pretty rich in history in the Willamette Valley. They have owned this vineyard for many, many years, and now you have taken it over and are managing it and are the owner of it. Before you took on this responsibility, what was your career? I was in the corporate travel industry, and what I did is I helped large corporations set up and manage their corporate travel departments, including setting travel policy and educating their travelers on their company culture. Wow. How many years did you work? I did that for 30 years. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you left corporate America and the travel industry to manage a vineyard. That's a quite a different job. I decided uh, just over two years ago to leave corporate America and the travel industry and devote my time full-time to managing the vineyard. What have you found to be the most challenging part of the new job? When people hear that you own a vineyard, they see hearts and stars and they view it as being very romantic and that it's their dream. And uh, I've learned through my education about all sorts of different farming practices that go into having a successful vineyard and have ongoing, you know, crop success every year. Well, a lot so of basically hard work. I, I basically jokingly will tell people that I'm a farmer and that I walk around most of my time in boots. <laughs> How many acres do you have? I have, the property is 31 overall and there's 19 acres of Pinot Noir planted. Can you share with us a couple of your winery clients that purchase from you? Sure. We partner with Rocco, who makes a champagne. We partner with Elevé, who makes Pinot Noir. Paul O'Brien, who's out of Southern Oregon, that makes Pinot Noir with our fruit. And there's quite a few others as well. We tend to partner with smaller winemakers who, buy, who enjoy our fruit use our fruit. Has there been a learning curve of sorts? Very much so. Every every year, every season, I learn so much more than what I knew before. So there's I'm constantly learning something new about the whole process or being educated on it. I had no formal schooling on it, so it's been learned by experience and learned with hands-on. I do have a wonderful vineyard management company that answers all of my questions constantly. <laughs> nice to have somebody in place like that to, yes. to help. Have you been fortunate enough to find someone, and perhaps it's the vineyard management company, to help mentor you along the way? 
I've been very fortunate. I've met some wonderful people up there that have helped mentored me along the way. Other winemakers, other vineyard owners, winery owners. And then, of course, my vineyard management company. What's some of the best advice they've given you? Just to make sure that my fruit is sold in the spring prior, or if it's not sold, how to get it sold. I'm guessing that you probably have some long-term contracts with the winery. Yes, we do. I'm very blessed that we have, uh, we have several long-term contracts and repeat customers every year. The first couple of years, I didn't have that, and so it was a bit more challenging, but that was... Uh, one thing that I learned is definitely get those long-term contracts in place. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about it year after year. Year after year, correct. This vineyard has been passed on from generation to generation. What's the plan? Are you planning to pass it on to your children? Do you think that you'll plant more acres to more vines? Do you think you'll sell? What, what, what does the future hold? My ultimate goal and at this time is to keep the vineyard in the family and carry on my father's vision so that our fa- my family can continue to enjoy it uh, for generations to come. My son also lives up nearby in Oregon and he has young children. So it's more of a family homestead for everybody to come visit. Any thoughts about starting a winery or a wine brand of your own? I have thought about it. And I have not moved forward with it. Um, It's something that now that I am retired and focusing more of my time, I would like to explore. Why haven't you done it yet? Are you still kind of getting your... um... I'm still getting my hands around everything and I do have long-term contracts in place. Right. So I'm just, I'm trying to learn. And this, this season, as we go up there into 2021... Um, I intend on spending more time educating myself on the process to get the winery license okay. and to get the grower's privilege, privilege license. Do you've had a 30-year career in a completely different industry, and now you're in the world of vineyards. Top moment of your career so far in these 32 years? I had a very fabulous travel career. Um, you know, I got to lot, see, travel a lot and see a lot of different places. And now I am enjoying retirement and spending my time up in Oregon and uh, learning more about the vineyard. The travel industry certainly has changed a lot in the two years that I retired. And certainly in the last year with COVID, corporate travel is completely different. So I'm looking forward to my next. Uh, career, which is in the wine industry. But top moment of your career throughout your entire career, is there one that like a a particular moment that stands out? Traveling to Paris and spending time in Paris and the beautiful Eiffel Tower and exploring and wine tasting over there. Just your job and the the travel, the locations that it took you to. Correct. Okay. You've alluded to the fact that you've retired, you're managing the vineyard. What keeps you engaged in the business? What what drives you? When my father passed in 2012, and I had to make the decision as to whether we were going to carry on the vineyard as a family or sell the property at the time, because it certainly was entertained, I made the decision that I wanted to carry on my father's legacy. So since 2012, I've been doing a lot of reading, studying, 
just to try to better educate myself so I understand the business and how it, it to make it successful going forward. Have you found it difficult? It's been it's been definitely challenging because it's not an industry that I worked in in my 30 years in the past. But I'm a people person and I enjoy talking and meeting new people. And my buyers have been wonderful and they have definitely helped with my learning curve. During the course of growing up and your career and just life, did you visit this vineyard? Since it's been in the family for so long, have you, have you visited the vineyard over the course of your lifetime? We came up as children in the summertime for two weeks, and I don't have a lot of recollection of it as children. And then um, as a young adult, we came up there, but it certainly wasn't every summer. It wasn't till about 2009 that I started spending more and more time up there and grew to love the area and the vineyard itself. Well, your family was really on the forefront of owning land in the Willamette Valley, purchasing the land in the 50s, I think you said. Correct. My grandfather um, and grandmother purchased the property in the late 50s as a summer and retirement home. And it was a total of 31 acres. And my grandfather wanted a mountaintop, which it is. That's amazing. That's an incredible story. And the fact that, that they had the four thought to purchase the land and then plant the vineyards and and have had these vineyards for so long. Kind of one of the founding families. One thing on the property that's very interesting is that there's a 114-year-old cabin on the property that my father restored. It was the original cabin on the property that my grandparents used to stay in in the summer until they built the main house and the greenhouse and the garage. And it had no inside facilities. And then when my dad became involved after my grandparents passed, he restored it. So now it's a very cute little cabin, but it is it is very, very old. <laughs> so is it, how is it used today? Friends and family come up and stay in it in the summertime. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very cool. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. We're going to shift on to your personal life now. You split your time between California and Oregon, even though you are fourth generation Oregonian. If we took a step inside your home in the Willamette Valley, what would we see? What is your decorating style there? My house in the Willamette Valley is actually undergoing re- uh, renovation right now that I'm just finishing. It's definitely going to be a modern farm craftsman style home. And what will the color scheme be? Uh, it's going to be white, black, and gray on the inside. And it's literally just being finished. When I go up there next week will be the first time that I'll see the finished project. Oh, that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's hope everybody's doing their job. I'm sure that they are. Uh, As opposed to my house in California, I have a very small cottage. It's about 1,100 square feet. It was built in 1937. Oh, I love it. It's very beach style. Is it on the beach? No, it's uh, about three blocks from the ocean. Oh, well, perfect. So you have one nestled in the hills and one home nestled in the hills of Willamette Valley and another close to the beach. I think you have the best of all worlds. I feel very blessed every day. 
So when you kick back and relax, what kind of music do you like to put on? I was raised with a variety of different music throughout my life. So I like classic rock. I like country. I like classical. I don't really have a specific that I listen to. It's just whatever I turn on and whatever comes on the uh, on the iPad or on the music. Is there something that you can tell us that might surprise people to learn about you? Do you collect something? Do you have a hobby? Did you do something unusual as a child? Uh, I donate a lot of my time. I'm involved with a lot of philanthropies here in Laguna. Um, not so much in Oregon yet because I'm just simply not up there continuously. Um, I love to cook. People would be very surprised about that, but I do love to cook and I do love to entertain. And I enjoy spending time with my children and grandchildren. How many grandkids do you have? I have five oh. and they're all six and under. Oh my goodness. Well, the holidays have to be fabulous. The holidays are fabulous. Uh, they are all going to be in Oregon in July. So we will have a week long with all five of the grandchildren together. For the 4th of uh, July? Uh, over the 4th of July. Yeah, my birthday happens to be right about that time. So they're all going to be up there for that. So Perfect. it will be a fun 4th of July celebration at the Vineyard with all the grandkids. Wonderful. When you entertain, what are some of your go-to secrets on entertaining that you can share? I do as much as I can in advance. I like doing it. Uh, I like doing the preparation myself and I actually like doing the cooking and organizing and meal planning um, ahead of time. I don't like to go buy a lot of pre-processed foods. So I usually plan a menu out and invite, invite friends and tell them to come empty-handed because I have everything in my mind arranged and just enjoy getting gr different groups of friends together for different events. Okay. And I've had friends come up, they, they like to come up to the vineyard, uh, see the different, uh, definitely a different lifestyle than that they see down in my Southern California world. Do you have one or two dishes that are like always a crowd favorite? Oh my gosh, I have an Asian coleslaw that's always a crowd favorite, whether in the winter or, you know, in the summer for a barbecue. We've got some shrimp quesadilla with a jalapeno pesto topping on it is always a crowd favorite as well. Mm -hmm. Sounds mouth-watering good. Oh, very yummy. <laughs> you never know with the jalapeno pesto how hot it's going to be because you never know how hot your jalapenos are or until you, uh, right. and, or, yeah, until you actually, until you actually cook with them. We're in wine country, so I have to ask, other than your clients' wines, what do you like to drink at home? Do you have a favorite? Are you a wine girl? And if so, what's your favorite varietal? Um, or do you like some other beverage? Uh, I am a wine girl. I'm partial to Pinot Noir or white Pinot Noir in the summertime. Um, but I do like a good margarita. Could you tell us what would be a perfect day in the Willamette Valley? If one of your friends said, uh, Kathy, plan the perfect day for me. What would it look like? Um, get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee out on the patio. Um, I have a couple of good friends that are yoga instructors. So they've come up and we've actually done yoga sessions on our patio overlooking the vineyard. Um, take a jacuzzi afterwards, get dressed and go out wine tasting at some of our local vineyards. And come back in the afternoon and have a, uh, have a barbecue with a nice bottle of wine with dinner. 
Do you have a particular wine sub-appellation that you like to visit? No, I like trying them all. You know, there's so many in our valley. I, I can't say that I have one that's a favorite. I always try to find new, uh, new locations that I haven't yet visited because I think last count there was five or 600 different wineries out there. Uh, that number could be wrong, but there is quite a few different wineries. So there's always something new to try. I like the unique and the off, uh, not the mass, off the beaten path. Uh, when I'm down visiting California, everybody always wonders, I know, where can I get Oregon wines? And, you know, what we see a lot of down here are the larger, uh, the larger winemakers, the larger wine producers. Um, so I do like to visit with the smaller, um, the smaller wineries and talk to the owners and uh, uh, kind of get their point of view. And that's how I get my education as well. Talking about Oregon wines and Pinot Noirs in particular, how would you describe an Oregon Pinot? And maybe more, more specifically, a Pinot from your vineyard. I think they're light uh, and refreshing. They have a little bit of a, a fruity, maybe sometimes peppery uh, flavor, just depending on the variety of grapes that's used in them. We do have four different varieties up on the vineyard. So we, it just depends on the season and how it's blended as to what the flavor that our winemakers are trying to capture. Is there something personally that you are hoping to accomplish? We could call it a bucket list item, or we could just call it something that you strive to accomplish in the next five years or so. Are there a couple of items that, that you can mention and share and maybe explain why? Well, I'd like to get back to traveling because I miss traveling greatly, traveling and seeing new places. Uh, as my grandchildren get older, I'd like to take them and show them some of these you know, some of these beautiful places in the world that they have yet to see uh, since they're so young. And again, just better educate myself in the whole wine industry because I always feel there's something new to learn and explore making my own wine. Well, why don't we wrap things up with five quick questions? They're very okay. lighthearted. I am ready. What kind of car do you drive? A Porsche Macan. What's your favorite flower? Plumeria. Who is one of your favorite actors? I'm not a TV person. I have musicians, but I, I'm not much of a TV person. It could be a movie. I don't. I don't really have a favorite okay. that I have to sit and watch a movie. I, yeah, I'm not a TV person or a movie person. Okay. Um, we'll give you another question. Um, what would you pick? Ice cream or a potato chip? Ice cream. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? Blue. And what is your favorite holiday? Oh, Christmas. Happy. So much fun talking with you today. I appreciate the fun conversation. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.